I want to cover your whole face. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> Rocco. What? Not even making this up. What? What's my favorite desktop environment? <sighs> Say it. Do it. Four letters. Nice and easy. <laughs> XFC. You got it, man. Whatever. <laughs> choice. Yep. All right. Is everybody ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. Welcome to another episode of Destination Linux Podcast. Welcome to episode 45. I'm Rocco. And I'm Ryan. And this is Destination Linux. This week we're going to be covering, well, we got a little bit of change of plans. This week we have a special guest with us. Really special guest, especially for me. Why would it be special for you, Ryan? Because everybody knows my favorite desktop environment is XFCE. Now, sometimes some smart Alec, non so smart people think they could come in and make fun of me for that at times because they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. But the true pros, the winners use XFCE, and we have Sean Davis here. Greatest episode yet. That's it. So, Sean Davis is web developer by day, Batman by night. There you um, go, man. He is the Zubuntu technical lead. He is an XFCE core contributor. He is an Ubuntu member. He's all over the place. He is a contributor to several apps, including Catfish, Light Locker Settings, uh, Menu Libre, Mugshot, Parole Media Keep going, Player. Rocco. Keep There's going. tons of stuff that he's involved in. <laughs> and he's also someone that I'm going to start out by saying, I'm sorry, for all of the things I've said about XFCE. <laughs> but I think it's important that you you caveat that with you went back to XFCE because I fell in love with it. Yep. And you're starting to change of heart, aren't you? Well, things aren't what you thought they were. Sean, welcome to the show, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, first question, Sean. Where and when did you start using Linux. So what was it that got you kind of started? I told you about my journey. Rocco told you about his. What made you get into Linux? Um, I was really big in like open source software kind of prior to even getting into Linux, you, you know, using, you know, Netscape and Firefox and game and then, you know, finding more and more of these apps and then, you know, learning about Linux and like GTK and stuff. And it's like, oh, well, all of this can look nicely together, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I spent the time and I downloaded my, my first, um, I think it was probably a PC Linux OS, loaded it up, tried to connect to the internet and having dial up, having net zero, there was no client to connect to the internet. Wow. And immediately had to go back to Windows and wait for a time later in the future. Um, eventually we got DSL and I started hopping around between OpenSUSE and PC Linux OS and the various Ubuntu's. Nice. All right, so you started contributing to Zubuntu in 2011, I believe. And I got to say, I you, I love the Blue Saber name. That's your Twitter <laughs> handle. Uh, is there any significance to that? Um, when I initially came up with the handle, I was playing a lot of Mega Man X. And yeah. Zero is an awesome character in that game. And he has a lightsaber. And kind of ripped Very off that. Nice. <laughs> See, we were guessing before the show, I said, I think it's probably Star Wars because I think Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin had the blue lightsaber. So we're, but mm -hmm. it's still geeky. So it's still great. Oh yeah. Still love it. All right. So you're, you're a Linux user. Okay. Uh, how do you get involved in becoming a developer for XFCE? Um, I started reporting a ton of bugs uh, to Ubuntu. Um, started out with some art, some like artwork related bugs and then usability issues. And I just kept spamming Launchpad with all these bug reports. Nice. Um, and then Simon Steinbase, one of the XRC and Ubuntu guys and Shimmer Project guys is like, hey, man, you've got all these issues. Why don't you come on to IRC? Let's have a chat. You know, let's work all this out. And so he pulled me in the, RS, in the IRC and I kind of stayed there. Um, and then as more as some bug reports came in for like catfish and parole, 
you know, I chimed in, oh yeah, I know Python. I could take a look at that. Um, shortly after on the catfish maintainer. Um, oh, no. oh yeah, I know Steve shortly after on the parole maintainer and it just <laughs> nice. kind of all went downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, in 2014, you became the Zubuntu technical lead. So what do the job duties of a technical lead include? Primarily, you know, I, I'm kind of the one helping to make uh, the Ubuntu team and the community, you know, dreams a reality by, you know, packaging up, you know, application updates, looking at bug reports, figuring out, you know, if we can resolve them, how can we do it? You know, are there better, are there better alternatives maybe? Um, and then kind of, you know, as the years have gone by, you know, my role has kind of gotten bigger and, you know, I've been working with like the development blueprint and planning for each release and kind of coordinating with Ubuntu and Debian developers for, and XFC, you know, just kind of all in the middle there. So, you know, let's talk about XFC a little more. One of the features that really made me fall in love with XFC, because being a new Linux user, number one, I always loved everything prepackaged. You know, your typical KDE, everything's beautiful out of the box. You don't touch it mm. and it's done for you. I don't know what it was. Well, I do know what it was, but XFCE's customization ability was the first one where someone was like, hey, go try this and you can customize stuff where I didn't have all these panels everywhere that I didn't know what they did. And I messed it up so bad that I couldn't get back to the original. Things just made sense. Like if you right click on the time, you could change it to 24 hours. You right click on the panel, you can add a new panel. Like everything is where it logically should be. And I feel like that is a key differentiator for XFCE compared to other so-called customizable desktop environments that I've tried. But I was really curious, is this something that you guys, that's just your style of coding and you don't even think about it? Or do you guys purposefully look at XFCE and say, we've got to be able to make it so that you can get into this stuff you know, very easily and not mess it up, even if you're a new person? Um, I, I think a big part of it is that XFCE's development team and contributors and you know, it being a community project, we've got artwork people, we've got sysadmins, we've got everyday users, we've got people using it in the workplace. And, you know, we all come together and we, 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 you know, we talk about these software projects and, you know, how can we make it better? We implement a new feature and we ask around, well, what do you guys think? You know, is there, are there any issues with this? You know, how can we make it better? And I think it's because we've got such diversity in our team that, you know, we've got this ability to really produce something that makes sense and while still being customizable. Right. And do you feel that customization that, you you know, it's something that I noticed, but I was curious, is that something you guys feel is one of your key differentiators for XFC or what do you think is some of the key differentiators for XFC versus uh, another desktop environment like GNOME or uh, KDE? Um, yeah. For, yeah. For one of the, the customization, I, I think it's a big key of XFC and what sets it apart. Um, the other big thing with XFC is that it's really modular. Mm -hmm. You know, you can pull in components from any other desktop environment or any other applications and just tie them in and, you know, it just, it, it feels right. It, it works with the whole package set. You know, if there's something that, you know, maybe the XFCE version of an application is not as good as the GNOME version. You can right. pull in that GNOME version, it's still going to tie into with the desktop and work just as well. Good point. So how closely uh, involved with XFCE is the the core GNOME components? Because you hear all the time where um, GNOME in decisions that they might make might break certain things. So are they closely tied together where uh, they affect you uh, as far as when they do something, when they update something that might break something you're doing? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> the short answer so is X yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so XFCE is built on top of GTK. Uh, the GNOME Foundation is basically the people maintaining GTK. Um, so as there's multiple changes with each new GTK release, especially during like the GTK3 you know, every six months there's a new release um, and there'd be uh, various, you know, features that would come and go or would be renamed. So for XFCE, which doesn't have a specific GTK version, you know, we, we have to support numerous GTK versions. Um, so for a while, our minimum was GTK 3.6. So to support through 3.22, we'd have 
you know, if it's 3.6, we're going to do this. If it's 3.8, we have to do this. If it's 3.10, we have to do this. Wow. And our code is huge because of it. Um, so, so yeah, short answer. Yeah. You know, GNOME makes all the differences or, or, or all these changes to the toolkit. And then we have to adapt to support it. That's interesting. So, you know, one of the things that I hear heard mentioned a lot about XFCE, especially in my early years was, oh, it's a lightweight desktop environment. The interesting thing about that is, uh, you know, I have a, what I call my beast of a machine, my, you know, i7, 32 gig DDR4, just the works. And then I've got a Ryzen build. And when I always saw the word lightweight, one of the things I wanted to bring to Linux when I was doing my channel is I wanted to show that Linux is just not awesome for reviving an old computer, but it's awesome on the latest stuff. Right. And that lightweight word always made me avoid any distro or desktop that said lightweight because I was like, oh, that's for old stuff. But I'm mm -hmm. running it on my beast and it's amazing. You know, it just makes it that much more fast and snappy. But it's XFCE because I've heard people argue about this. Is it really still considered a lightweight desktop environment? Or what is the standard for something calling itself lightweight? Because it has as many heavy components. It feels like, I mean, it's got all the options that a KDE or anything else has. Right. Um, it can be lightweight. Okay. Um, again, be because of its modularity, you know, you, you can literally have as much or as little as you want and still have a functional environment. Gotcha. Know, with like, with GNOME, you know, a lot of the, you know, the things like in the panel on GNOME are basically required. You can't remove them. They're running, you know, there's not an option there. Everything in the XFCE panel, you know, you add or remove it yourself. You can choose whatever you want and drop whatever, you know, is a pain. Yeah. Well, it was funny because when I first, you know, was using XFCE, I, I love docs. So I, I used one of the docs, like Docy or something. You're talking about everything working in XFCE. So I put that up there. And then somebody commented on my video, like, why don't you just create a panel doc? And I'm like, why didn't I think <laughs> so, so now everything's just panelized. But I was so used to having to install other applications to do stuff like that. You know, it just didn't even cross my mind until they, they mentioned it. So... Uh, yeah, it's just got so many options and things you can do with it in there and pull in and out. That's just why I love it so much. All right, Rocco, what do you got? Well, XFC is has a, an update schedule for, well, okay, it's a slower update schedule. This is one of the critiques of, of XFCE. So do you feel that it's slow? And what could be done to... Or is there even consideration to make it faster, or do you, or is you going for the stability in that slow update process, or how does that work? I, I think a big part of that critique is that we don't have a whole lot of developers, particularly nobody's being paid to work on XFCE full time. You know, we're we're all doing it oh, wow. secondary to our lives and our jobs and mm -hmm. you know living in general. Um, and then, you know, like I mentioned before with, with GTK, you know, there, there's a lot of challenges to basically push out updates quickly because, you know, we're supporting multiple versions. And, you know, like right now, we're, we kind of get the critique, oh, you know, XFCE is finally moving to GTK3. GTK4 is due in a year. I don't you know. know. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say that. <laughs> Liar. Sorry. But yeah. So is it something where you think if you guys had more, are you guys looking for more developers or are you guys happy with the way the releases? Because I hear that critique. People always say that. That's their number one thing when they're joking. A lot of people joke about it. We We always in our Telegram group mess around with whatever anybody installs. We're like, oh, junk, worthless. <laughs> you know, it's just kind of a mess. But one of the things that people will always throw out is, oh, XFCE, you know, look forward to never having an update. And I'm like, yeah, but guess what? It's never broke either. So right. <laughs> that's the that's the kind of the comeback. But is that something you guys would love to change eventually? Would you like to get more developers in there if people who listen to this are interested? Is it open to that? Or are you guys more like, hey, we've got our group, we work well, not really open to having a bunch of new people in here? Yeah, XFC is totally a community project. We love developers. We love patches. We love feature requests. Preferably with patches. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're always ready to have more people come and join in. And we're really open to other development teams helping out. Awesome. Well, everything you guys do, you know, like I, I bust on XFCE mostly 
because of Ryan, mostly because right. he uses it. If he was using Deepin, I would bust on Deepin because it's him. <laughs> but uh, because, like I said, I personally like XFCE. Mm -hmm. There are certain things about it that I can't get it the way I want it, so I don't run it. But what does a typical day? In, I mean, you you go going back to you said that it's all done by part time work as far as everybody has day jobs, and I get that. So, what does a typical day in your life look like? Uh, you go to work, you come home, and you jump right on the computer and start messing with XFCE, or you know, like, what does a typical Sean Davis day look like? Um, depends on the day. Um, but generally I'm a morning person, like ultra more, like ultra early. I get up at five. Wow. Um, I get up at five and I'll check my email. I'll send messages and stuff. Um, like particularly because the Ubuntu team, most of us are in Europe. Two of us are, or three of us are not. So we get up and they're already started their days and they've already sent us messages. Hey, we found these bugs. Hey, you know, when's this getting fixed? You know, we, I start that communication. You know, if I've got time, I'll write some code. Mm -hmm. Um, go to work, come home. And if I'm not burnt out from work that day, I'll sit down. I'll work on XFCE and Ubuntu for a couple hours. Otherwise I'll sit down and play video games and ignore everything else. <laughs> so you're a gamer. What kind of games do you play? Um, right now, um, what am I playing right now? Right now I'm playing the Witcher three. Oh, um, nice man. The game's awesome. I'm enjoying yeah, it very so much. Good. <laughs> well, I would say what games I'm playing now, but <clears throat> They might not run on Linux, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I, sh I shouldn't have said anything. <laughs> Tux cart. Let's play Tux cart. Tux cart, yes. Tux cart. It's updated, you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll get back. Maybe we'll get back to the gaming part of it. But you guys are, you know, you said you work with uh, a couple developers, but you have to coordinate um, everything between the core XFCE to Zubuntu to you also work with the Shimmer project. So how does all that collaboration work? Is it, I mean, how difficult it is, is it to get everything coordinated to work together? You know, you're all working towards a common goal. So how do you do all that, man? For that particular example, XFCE, Zubuntu and Shimmer actually gets a lot easier because Posse and Simon, who are the Shimmer Project guys, are also Ubuntu artwork guys, are also right. XFCE contributors. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, so they're kind of central to all of this, and they make it work because, you know, oh, you know, here's a new project. You know, what do we need to do for theming? Oh, yeah, just do this, you know. Or, hey, you know, you know, what new XFCE components should we bring in the next Ubuntu release? Oh, hmm. well, this has issues. You know, this is working really well. Okay, let's look at that. You know, it's just, it's really convenient having those two aboard. Yep. Well, the first, I believe the Shimmer Project, they had um, something to do with, I guess it's G Music Browser was the first time yeah. I heard of them. Um, they had, I guess, maintained it after the original developer left it. I think that's how it went. Um, so I got to, I got used to seeing the name, the Shimmer Project because of that, because that it was now another one is but that was my favorite music player for the longest time because it was so it was it's like xfce it's so customizable right. you can make it anything you want and it doesn't have any problems with uh large music libraries so right you know let me go back to that talking about you know getting developers and people involved in the project one of the things that would keep me from wanting to jump in let's say i went and i, I knew python kind of well, you know, I self-taught can make a couple programs or something with it, but I would be scared to death if that was the case to even be like, Hey, Sean, can I join XFCE? I can write, you know, <laughs> I can write a clock. Um, you know, what is, how would something like, how does that work? How could somebody approach the team who has some skill or even if they don't have a super amount of skill, but they want to work on XFCE or something, how does that all work? Um, well, we do have like some contributor docs, both on xfce.org and also on zubuntu.org. Uh -huh. um, but generally, you know, we, we invite everybody to come to um, XFCE dev on Freenode. And we've had people with a lot of experience come in. We've had people, you know, with very little experience. And we, you know, they ask questions and we help guide them to find a solution, provide patches, and eventually, you know, be full-time contributors. Nice. That's awesome. 
So there's always some way to contribute regardless. Yes. Right. Yep. So, so the mouse so, logo in the whisker menu. Now I can't show you my wallpaper, but even my wallpaper just to taunt Rocco is oh full gosh. of XMTE stuff. <laughs> um, but the mouse logo, where did that come from? Yeah. So when you guys sent me this question, I didn't know off the top of my head. Nice. So conveniently, <laughs> conveniently on, you know, uh, Olivier Fordon, the original make uh, developer founder of XOCE, still hangs around. So I asked him, and he had a pretty simple answer. Um, it was designed by a designer who is working uh, for CSM. Not sure what CSM is, um, but she made several different icon designs, and he chose that one. Nice. And it's just stuck forever. <laughs> That's awesome. So does he contribute anymore to XFCE? He does. He's actually the main. He's actually the maintainer for the for the window manager. Um, he's also working at Red Hat and he works, you know, he's worked closely on the Wayland project and stuff. So he's familiar with that. So we have a direction forward when we start thinking about Wayland. Well, that was my next question. When do you think that is even a, a possibility to head towards Wayland? I think we're thinking about it after we finish up XFCE 4.14. Um, kind of the goal for this release was get everything moved to GTK3 don't change things very much. Just make it everything XFCE 4.2, 4.12 in GTK3 and working, hopefully. Right. <laughs> so even with that Wayland support, so Rocco and I both run NVIDIA. Uh, we both installed Ubuntu Gnome's, you know, the new Ubuntu Gnome when it came out. Yeah. The first thing it does is switch you back to X because it's not compatible with the NVIDIA. Right. What is the big rush with everybody wanting to throw something that's half-baked? I mean, it's not like half of your population doesn't run NVIDIA. Any thoughts on that? I mean, it just, it's frustrating to me because it's like there's this big push to Wayland, and I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong, but mm. until NVIDIA supports, and they're blaming each other, there are two sides to it. One saying it's NVIDIA. Yeah. But until that works, to me, it's, it's dead on arrival because 50% of your users run NVIDIA mm. or more. Yeah, uh, I, I feel the same. Um, and like listening to, to a few other podcasts, you know, we're like, well, you know, since Ubuntu is making this big, big push with, you know, 1710, getting everybody or as many as they can on Wayland to start with, you know, they've got this big user base. They're able to find a lot of issues and a lot of corner cases and stuff and, you know, maybe get um, Wayland support ready. I know KDE is also working on Wayland only, I think, for their next release. That's their goal. Um I think XFCE is going to sit back and watch and wait for all the issues to get worked out. Smart. Yep. Very Absolutely. Smart. Well, I have a serious question. Okay. So I need the rest a, of them were jokes. This is serious. I need a serious okay. answer. <laughs> so would you consider, I know you're a busy guy, but would you consider taking over and maintaining Hannah Montana Linux? <laughs> my, my answer for that has to be no. Not because of Hannah Montana, oh my but because it's running KDE. Wow. There you go. But you if could they're using fix that. XFCE, maybe, you know? You, if you maintained it, you could, you know, maybe take KDE out of there and put XFCE in there. I don't so know. I feel it, like KDE is really central to their identity. So. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're a huge fan of Destination Linux, uh, one right. of the things you'll notice is that uh, there's a running joke with a lot of the content creators about Hannah Montana Linux that was started and even created a bunch of videos. There all these YouTube Who would create a video on Hannah Montana Linux, right? <laughs> Me. Oh, okay. And then a bunch of people started creating videos <laughs> on Hannah Montana Linux. And so it's been this joke that will not die that we just have to keep going because it's just, it's such a funny distribution. Uh, mm. If you don't have a chance uh, to look, there's a song written about Hannah Montana Linux. I'm not joking. Oh. Made by the developer. And it's just, it's so creepily hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> All right. Check that out. What changes have you seen with Linux in the past few years from a desktop experience that make you excited for Linux as a whole? You know, you kind of started out um, slowly and then you work now. You're, of course, you're a, a main developer for it. What are some things that you've seen change? The good things, I think that there's been a real big push for improving design and usability of Linux. I feel like a lot of this has been spearheaded by elementary, for example. Yep. You know, they, they, they definitely have been designed first and a lot of people are noticing and a lot of people are watching that and going forward with that. 
Um, and then also, you know, like the new mix project where, you know, they kind of had a design ethos. They wanted one consistent everything, you know, following, you know, kind of the Google design and, you know, material and whatnot. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think having a, fo a focus on a single design and improving usability, I think that's the biggest thing happening at Linux right now. Yeah. Well, I have to agree because, um, you know, going from years ago, and installing it, like you said, with the issues with uh, the internet and stuff, usability was not there years ago. I mean, you had to be a technical geek in order to use it. And it's gotten to the point now where pretty much, well, not anybody, but pretty much anybody could install a Linux distribution mm -hmm. and get it up and running. So it's kind of funny because that reputation is still there. People are still like, I, I still get comments every once in a while, like, yeah, good luck installing a game in Linux. And I'm like, you mean like clicking Steam install? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, but I think that comes from years of people uh, uh -huh. just trying it once, you know, maybe years ago and looking at it, uh, seeing how they have to do something with a terminal. And they're like, no way. You know, right. like I actually talked to a guy that I used to work with and I mentioned Linux to him. And most of the time I get, you know, the deer in the headlight look when I mentioned Linux because nobody knows what I'm talking about. But there was one guy that said, oh, yeah, isn't that thing you, you install? But do you have to install it with a terminal yet? And I'm like, <laughs> no. Well, it, it, it's funny you kind of mentioned that because last night I was watching Twitch and one of the biggest Twitch streamers, which is a gaming streaming site for those who don't know, one of the biggest Twitch streamers uh, carries about 35,000 viewers a night. Imagine that. I mean, he's selling out multiple stadiums worth of people just sitting there watching him play a game. So he's playing there. He's got mega machines because he's got all of these sponsors and his machine keeps crashing and he, he keeps getting clipping and he can't fix the, the, he can't get his machine to run past 60 frames per second and all this stuff. And the entire time I kept thinking, you know, if this was Linux, everyone would be blaming Linux. Yes. Right. But because it's Windows, it's the game developer's fault for everything, you know, because it was a new game that he was trying out. And I think that that's another issue that we face is not only people who would use Linux maybe once or twice way back in the day when it was only a terminal uh, installer, very difficult. And also the fact that Linux gets blamed for things that it has nothing to do with Linux. Right. We have a question we always ask people, and it's a very, very important one. Are you a distro hopper? <laughs> I was. Um, I, I've gone back on my ways. You know, I, I kind of, I've settled down with Ubuntu. Wait, you didn't go back <laughs> on your ways. You got reformed. You called the hotline. Yeah. You That's right. took all the plans that we give out and you just, now you're good. Yeah. Well, I mean, now I have a new issue. You know, I'm a theme hopper now. I love it. So, I love this oh, guy. So my, you know, I'm constantly switching back and forth between Edweta, Arc, Graybird, and Numix. Um, depending on the day, it's like, oh yeah, you know, Numix looks awesome today. Or, oh, my screen's too bright. Let's go with Arc Dark. You know, this is feeling good right now. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, exactly no. what I, I do. Two of you. That is exactly <laughs> what I do. Like, I don't have a theme on my desktop for, you know, maybe it may last, I don't know, a week or two. And then I'm going to switch. Right. It may last a day. I don't know. It depends. So but He's so particular, Sean, that if he finds like a pixel off in the menu, it, you know, or the icon, you know, that he puts a new icon theme in and there's a pixel wrong with one single icon. He'd be like, I ain't that bad. Crash, garbage. <laughs> ain't that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, if you weren't a Subuntu technical lead, if you weren't, if XFCE was no longer, what desktop environment might you run? Um. I'd probably use elementary again, you know, the fact that they, they're shooting for a consistent design. They, they too are kind of approaching this, you know, this lightweight environment that runs quick and, you know, throws out the fluff while still being usable. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to appreciate the work that they're doing. It's definitely a beautiful operating system. I can tell you that. Yeah. So what do you think other popular desktop environments get wrong? I mean, obviously you see the other ones out there. And there's got to be times where you go, we're not going there. <laughs> we're not going to do that. What are some things you think that they get wrong? I, I, I hate the trash on GNOME. Not to put you on the spot or anything. Well, go <laughs> ahead. Yeah, trash sure. on GNOME. But like, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like GNOME is kind of like the, the biggest doer of this thing where, you know, they, they strip out features and, 
you know, they, they want to eliminate menus, so they move everything to one menu, and now there's too much stuff in that menu, so let's see what we can remove. Right. And, you know, every new release, you know, it's, oh, yeah, it, you know, it looks a little bit nicer, but, you know, this much functionality is gone by the wayside. Um, yeah. I also don't like how they've gotten rid of their desktop, and they hide, you know, the applications and the activities view, you know. Yeah. It's not particularly great for multitasking, as far as I'm concerned. Right. Um, on the flip side of that, you've got KDE, um, which is in a lot of ways a lot more customizable than XFCE. But the, config, the configuration dialogues, there's so many options. There's so many things you can do. Mm-hmm. You never finish setting up your desktop. <laughs> you are so right in that. <laughs> you could spend a week on it and you still wouldn't be through it. I think the biggest problem I have with KDE is that there's no warning for all those settings. Like, right. like half of them conflict with the yep. other half. So it's not like you could just like, once you start checking settings, you're never going to remember because there are so many. I mean, right. I have always touted KDE for the longest time as being the most customizable desktop. And it is, and it's awesome in what it does. Mm-hmm. But in that scenario where you have that many settings and you don't remember what you checked and what you didn't check, um, it can cause issues. So you know, I've never heard you got you say that before, Rocco, and it's so refreshing as a new user because that was <laughs> to hear you guys say this because that was my biggest issue. I would constantly break stuff, and I thought it's mm-hmm. just me. It's just me. I just don't get it. Uh, there would be things in there that you switch, and other things break. And I thought really it was me, but then XFC was the first time, like I said, I tried a desktop environment that's meant to customize where. And this is pretty dang impressive. You guys should be really proud of yourselves. I can't even break it. I mean, I've, I've had this for, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, every time I do something with it, it's just things are at the logical place they should be. And I, I just can't get over stressing that enough in a desktop environment because so many times people are putting things and hiding them in places. And it's like, why do I have to go through three menus to change the clock settings to 12 hours? I know that sounds silly and something simple, but it annoys me when I go into a desktop right. environment and I've got to go hunt for that. And XFC, just click on the right click on the time and change it. I mean, no big deal. And and that's how I think things should be designed as far as I, when I want to get technical and I want to start writing or coding or rendering and things, great. I can make those things, but simple things should just work. I shouldn't have to spend all this time doing that stuff. Yeah, but that goes back to bringing new people into Linux. Um, mm-hmm. When you have <clears throat> so many settings that they're confused, or yeah. when you hide settings that yep. are should be simple enough to find, then you hurt yourself with newer users. When you have something like XFCE where it's plain out in the open, it's yep. simple. I mean my dad on oh, I had so him glad on, you told the story because I was gonna bring it up. I have my I have my dad on peppermint and that's actually part XFCE, part uh-huh. LXD. But uh, I had him on peppermint and uh-huh. he said, you know, I want to try XFCE again because we used to run it. Because you have an awesome host who uses XFCE, right? Anyway, he used to run it <laughs> and uh um he said I want to try it again. So when you know, the 1710 came out. I said, well, you know, it was as good time as any to try it. So we tried it and he absolutely loves it. So. <laughs> of course he does. He's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's no telling. There's no Unfortunately, denying Unfortunately, the apple fell far from the tree. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Did you hear that? Sean, do you hear what I have I to go through every week? Every I week. Ho- I go hopefully he this. doesn't like play that back to you later. <laughs> he will. Yeah, over he and over. <laughs> <laughs> so... You, if you do, one of the things I wanted to ask you, because, you know, I, I do so many new computer builds and things, so I'm constantly reloading Zubuntu on a new machine. What are some of the cool things that you do to customize it? Like, what does a Sean Davis do to customize his desktop? Um, well, over the years, I've, I've kind of pushed the defaults a lot closer to my preference. <laughs> so I guess um, you could do that when you're and, in And there haven't been a lot of complaints, <laughs> so that's probably for the better. Yeah. Um, but now uh, the only thing I really do is I'll remove the window list from the top and I'll install Plank, you know, get that bottom dock like you were talking about earlier. Same. Because it just works well and nice. everything looks nice at that point and it's effective. <laughs> awesome. Well, I must have my clock in the middle. So that's just. So do you do the two though. panels at the top to get the clock in the middle? What should <laughs> I do to get the clock in the middle? 
Sean? Um, what I recommend is actually having three panels at the top. Um, XFC will let you align them to the left, the center, and the right. And basically, you can make the, the two side panels be like 40% wide and the other one 20%. And then you can center your clock in that one. And you've got your center clock and you can put everything else on the left and right. And it just looks normal. It looks fine. There's no issues with it. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. that's definitely something that I got to have. So. so what new features are you excited about coming in XFCE? Can you give us some can you give us some uh, behind the scenes information that no other shows have gotten? <laughs> um, I don't know if I have that. You know, a lot of the big things I like to I like to write on my you know my blog about to let everybody know what's happening or right. post screenshots to Twitter. Um, I guess the big ones, you know, I, I'm really happy with what we've done with the, the Pulse Audio plugin. I think that's a big deal. Um, with the sound, you know, with the, it's basically a sound indicator clone, but it works well, and now we have control of it and make it a lot nicer and you know customize it, and tie it into the desktop. And there's big, there's been some big updates to the uh, notification daemon lately. There's a new release just the other day. Um, it's now got the ability to log notifications and do not disturb, so you can silence it and bring it back later. Nice, really handy. Very nice. Yeah. All right, so XFCE is obviously a popular desktop environment. It's on many distributions. Do you have one that it, a particular favorite, or maybe one that you think tweaks XFCE the best out of all the dust, all the uh, distros? I have a personal favorite. You may be able to guess it. Ubuntu um, <laughs> is pretty great. Yeah. Um, and then in the past, uh, I thought OpenSUSE had a good implement, good implementation on theirs. And Linux Mint XOCE, you know, is more kind of Windows style. But you know, again, you know, they've configured it and they tweaked it, and it works really well with what they've done. Right. Well, I can tell you that uh, Manjaro XFCE is really, really good. That's the one people push on me constantly. They're like, oh my gosh, if you love XFCE, try Manjaro's version. They do a yeah. really, really good job at tweaking it out, man. They really do. I'll have to check it out. All right. So the roadmap to XFCE 4.14 is available. Some of the key components or changes that you guys have listed out there. All the components of core will be ported to GTK 3. Replace Dbus Glib with GDbus. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds fancy. Oh, yeah. uh, re- review well, icon names. Well, what is that? Let's start there. Um, so, like the the Dbus stuff. Basically, the GDbus is the new, latest version of of the Glib libraries. You know, support for the Dbus. It's just a lot cleaner code, and it's it's supported and will be supported going forward. So, we port it now. We want to do it again, hopefully. And then you've got review icon names in all components and use consistent naming. What what is that specific to? It's curious. Uh, so in the early days of GTK, mm-hmm. um, there either was not a free desktop icon specification, or the GNOME developers ignored it entirely. <laughs> um, I can't believe that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so basically, for every single icon, um, there was a GTK dash prefixed version of it. And that was the standard that was expected to be used. And that still exists all over the place in XFCE. Um, And the plan is to, you know, look at the specification, get things that are standard, and then XFCE should look better with any other icon theme. I like when things look better with other icon themes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's a big one for Rocco. That's when we're going to win them over as a conversion. Uh, use symbolic icons for panel plugins and apps where suitable and replace deprecated widgets. That's a good one. So how do you see desktop computers changing in the next 10 to 20 years? And, you know, what are some ways that you think XFCE or Linux is going to be a part of that big change? Um, well, as more and more people will get smartphones and tablets, as they become more powerful, as they become daily drivers and even daily computers for a lot of people, I, I think a lot of current and older desktop paradigms are going to go by the wayside and go for something that's more common for the two. And I think that we're seeing that a lot currently with GNOME and you know what was going on with Unity and you know even KDE is going for convergence now. And I, I think that's slowly where everything's going to be something that could work both on touch 
or point and click effectively. Are there any plans for XFCE to go mobile? Not currently. I don't think any of our developers are scrambling to get it on their phone. Okay. Um, I have seen people with virtual machines or remote desktops running it on their phones and they're like, oh, look what I've done. <laughs> and I, I know that's not a good thing because the touch points are not that big. Right. <laughs> well, it's interesting because if, you know, if what you're saying is true and I believe it is, I work in the telecom industry and the, you know, the big idea behind it is to get into all the screens that people are using and, you know, get obviously get cellular chips in them and that type of thing. But there's a big convergence going on into the mobile market. We're even seeing some products we've talked about in the news where Samsung once again is going after the idea of taking the phone and then being able to dock it and that becomes your desktop environment. It's very interesting because now these phones, you know, they, they don't have the same power as a desktop clearly, but they're getting some impressive quad core processors and four to six gigabytes of RAM. And I mean, the power is there and certainly Linux world, you could run Linux on that. Right. So it seems like, you know, it's going to be a natural move where people are going to have to look at what are we going to do with mobile? Because I would love to see a true Linux player in the mobile market. And I know some people are making some moves towards that. I'm sorry, I don't consider Android a true mobile player. It's Google's baby and taking, right. taking in... Taking uh, Linux and making it, you know, an advertising tool. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I, I really want a real Linux player in there and I'm excited about that. And if, if it happens, I want to see XFC on it. Just saying. Well, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> no yes, but there would... Get to work. Correct me if I'm wrong, though. There would be a ton of work involved with uh, getting that to flow the right way, switching from desktop to mobile. Um because of the screen size and everything and right. touch interface. So, I mean, do you really think that's a, a doable thing? Well, I mean, this is where we actually have the benefit of, of the fact that we're using GTK. You know, this is something that Gnome's really interested in and they're pushing forward with. And, you know, they're one of the partners on the Libram phone. Right. And as GTK becomes better suited for mobile and touch, XFCE will be able to adopt it a lot easier. All right. So uh, let's go back to the gaming avenue for a minute. So, you know, you said you were playing Witcher 3. Is there any other... Are you a FPS guy? Or are you an RPG guy? I, I'm mostly an RPG guy. Um, I actually didn't have a modern system. I, I had a PS2 until Final Fantasy 15 came out. Then I had a PS4 and the games I keep buying and I can't seem to stop. <laughs> we have that same issue <laughs> oh yeah we do I was just looking through my Steam list here because I was just playing a game recently Tyranny have you mm -hmm. played that RPG yet I have Sean? not played that oh my gosh don't it's addictive <laughs> <laughs> well have you, are you a controller guy or are you a keyboard and mouse guy um, I, I'm pretty good with either um, I don't have a gaming rig so right now I tend to gravitate to a controller but you know my computer can handle Skyrim and you know games of that age right now so i play those um, awesome. keyboard and mouse you need an upgrade dude i do <laughs> I, I need to work on that i need to allocate yeah. my money better well you don't necessarily need an upgrade to play the game that me and rock are known for around the world rocket league yeah oh yeah i, I have played that pro player it plays Wait. it runs we have to play <laughs> rocket league together yeah man. you've never seen i mean i don't know if you'll be able to keep up sean because yeah. we are pro level but uh we've won trophies pretty much pro level well oh, yeah we, the trophies are us telling each other good job you finally didn't lose a game we're terrible sean <laughs> <laughs> but we have but we fun playing it so that's yeah. all that matters absolutely so we talked before about contributing to XFCE uh, and you can, you know, do little things here and there. Do you have um, a donations link set up somewhere where people can actually donate uh, funds to? Uh, what's the best way to donate time, money? What what exactly um, does XFCE need? Or is it we, we need we kind of need a little bit of everything um, right now. Uh, we don't really have a place to receive funds other than we have a, a bounty source where folks can go on there and they can contribute money for bugs to get fixed. And then another contributor can come That's in, a good idea. present a patch for that. And then, you know, if we roll it in, then they get the, they get the paycheck for that. So 
Right. It's a huge win-win for our contributors. You know, if, if they're if they're wanting to come in, there's money available. Right. Which is you know a good incentive. Um, other than that, we need people that you know are willing to you know look for bugs or check our bugzilla and see where we've got fixes and patches in play. You know, we need people out there to to be able to test them and say, yeah, this works, or no, I I found this issue before we can get these fixes out to everybody. We also, um, we have a transfix where we've got all of our translations. XFC is a, a pretty localized project, but you know, we can definitely use more all the time. Well, I would suggest somehow, maybe some way creating some type of PayPal link for people who may be not interested in, or maybe not, not smart uh, enough. Yeah, like not maybe not able to <laughs> contribute uh, that way, but it, you know, maybe they have a couple dollars they want to throw your way. So, I, right. I would like to figure out a way to get in, involved with it, not only to spite Rocco, but because <laughs> I love the product so much. So you know, but there it is. It is difficult between all the things that we do, the podcast and my channel and my real job and all of that to figure out how. But it, it's it, there's got to be a tie in there uh, somewhere. So I'll be looking through some of those opportunities and things that you said because I, I just love it. I, I love XFCE. In fact, you know, I, I didn't want to bring this up, Rocco. This was not planned. Rocco has no idea about this, neither does Sean. What are you doing, man? Rocco, I got you an early Christmas present that I was going to ship you. Do you remember the text I said where I need your address? Yes, I do. Well, I know this is unorthodox. Where I gave you the wrong address? <laughs> yeah, that one. I know this is unorthodox because generally for a Christmas present or something, you want to wait till Christmas. But how often do you get Sean Davis? on your podcast. Mm -hmm. I figured this is the best time to present you with your Christmas gift because your favorite desktop environment, Rocco is known, mm -hmm. but it should be XFCE. I got you. This <laughs> ornament. And if you can read this, uh, for those who uh, are not watching the YouTube, the sign the gnome is holding says what Rocco can you read that. It says, I love XFCE. There you go, my man. So there <laughs> is your Christmas gift. Congratulations. Oh, that's awesome. A gnome has been converted to a real desktop. You know where that's going to go. It's gonna it better go, go right back that's there. It's going to yeah, go right baby. back there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Enough fooling around, Rocco. We got to get serious here. Yeah, go ahead. So we've talked about contributing. We've talked about your, you know, how you've come about into this. Let's just leave it as what is in the future for XFCE? What can people expect? What do you want to tell the people about XFCE? For the most part, uh, with, with you know contributors and whatnot, we're going to keep doing what we're doing. We're going to keep moving forward. Oftentimes, you'll see posts, you know, oh, XFCE is dead. Oh, XFCE is back, you know, first updates <laughs> in years. You know, we're very much alive. We're going to keep going. XFCE 4.14 is coming. Nice. And so is 4.16 or 5.0. You know, as, as we're moving forward, we're not going to stop. It, it's a great project and people can just expect more. Awesome. Well, I just want to say that I want to, I just want to say thank you for all the work that you put into it. There are times, like I said, where I will bust on XFCE just because it's the easy thing to do because Ryan's sitting next to me. <laughs> but I do appreciate all the hard work that every one of you guys on the team do. Definitely. Not just you in XFCE, but everybody in the Linux world who right. helps develop on their own time. You guys are are not getting paid. You're 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 doing it out of love for Linux, and I think that's awesome. So thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, dude. We just had Sean Davis on. You had to grovel a little bit, and rightfully so. But I'm hoping the groveling is made up by. No. The gnomester. <laughs> <laughs> that was such an awesome interview, though, man. Uh, it's so awesome to get to talk to the people behind the scenes because whether or not I use XFCE or not, whether or not I use Ubuntu or not, these people are putting their time and effort into it. And, you know, it's appreciated. That's why yeah. I think it's important that uh, there's a, a way to contribute. Yeah, I love that you brought that out. And when he was talking about it, it was so interesting because he's, you know, talking about, hey, I've got a day job. I want to, you know, sometimes game. I want to sometimes relax. Right. Like he's got, he's got all the responsibilities of 
what everyone else has. Plus, he's taking on this responsibility. And you could imagine how many times, you know, he sees an article or any developer for that matter, anybody who puts their content out there. We even have it sometimes, but uh, where people critique your work or say nasty things, and you're like, dude, I'm doing this to help other people or to bring awareness for a specific thing. And people were beating up on it. And I think it is important. You know, of course, we can all joke and, and things like that, but it is important to appreciate. And that's one thing I love about you that you always emphasize is the appreciation, no matter if it's something you use or not. I appreciate the fact that somebody takes the time to do that kind of work. He clearly loves it. He's been in it for the long haul. You could, you heard his journey from the beginning and then just, you know, yep. starting working on them. They kept giving him more and more things <laughs> to work on. And I love his down to earth nature of, yeah, I took over catfish and it was crap. <laughs> and then it became a little less crap. And that is such a developer's way of looking at the world. You know, they, they're always their, their biggest critics. Whenever, whenever I started working, working with catfish, um, I knew Python, but I didn't know a lot about Python. You know, I, I, you know, I could build applications, you know, like you said, you know, I, I can get things running, I can figure them out. Right. Um, so Particularly, if you look at Catfish's code base, it's gone from crap, or it's gone from okay, that was whenever I initially found it, to crap whenever I started working on it, <laughs> to less crappy over the years. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, but he does fantastic work. People who use Zubuntu, who use XFCE, uh, or XFCE and other distributions as well, they love it. And they fall in love with it, kind of right. like you said with your dad, with me and others. And some people, it's not for them. But that doesn't take away from how amazing it is. And he's a gamer. And yeah, he plays dude. Rocket League. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, he's not seen nothing yet. The good news about playing with us is you can always win. So there's that. <clears throat> well, again, thank you to Sean Davis for coming on the show. And maybe soon we'll have him back on. I hope so. It was awesome. Well, Stick around for the next couple of weeks because we definitely got some more exciting interviews coming along with your favorite news and gaming news. That's right. All kinds of exciting things, Rocco. So a big thank you to each and every one of you for watching, listening, however you do it. We appreciate it. Have a great week. And remember, the journey itself is just as important as the destination. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of Destination Linux Podcast. Uh, you should probably recognize him as, as producer Zeb, don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I said he should recognize you as producer Zeb. No, that's cool. I'm still learning the ropes. Oh, and Sean Davis is waiting. Did you not spot him, Rocker? I did spot him. I was waiting for producer Zeb to let him in. <laughs> hey. Double-team double Zeb week, is it? What are we paying you for, Zeb? Yeah, right? I mean, jeez. All these big bucks. What are we paying him anyway? Big bucks. Okay. Hugs and kisses after the show. Hugs and kisses. <laughs> <laughs>